Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of And In Other News, the podcast where we aim to sprinkle a little bit of light relief on your news feed given all of the doom and gloom in the news right now. Coming up today we've got one story that's going to make you think, we've got one that's a little bit different and then one that will hopefully warm your heart. And before we forget again, I'm Ellie. And I'm Daisy. Should we go on with our first story then? Sure. The first story is about dads spending more time with their kids during lockdown. So the article in question, it's all about how because of when lockdown initially started, obviously kids weren't at school, you know, you haven't got that daycare and mothers were giving up more work hours and having to juggle more and basically kind of sacrificed more in terms of their working lives as a result of COVID. But that now it's actually also shown that dads have been able to spend more time with kids as well so usually dads they're seen as like the fun parent and that they they don't have to be the primary carer they don't have to ask the kids to do the stuff they just kind of swoop in and they're like oh who wants ice cream but now the dad are having to step up and they've kind of described it as the evolution of caring for children has been like sped up by covid which i thought was a really interesting way to kind of say it yeah definitely because i think you know recently there's been more of a shift towards equal parenting and that kind of thing too Mm. but actually maybe lockdown just by forcing everyone to be together all the time has definitely accelerated that shift hasn't it yeah no absolutely and like you know dad's having to get involved with the online learning from home and things like that which is such a different environment for any parent to see your kid in and like you don't see them when they're at school and interacting with their teachers and whatever but there was one part of the story that was a dad which was so cute and he was just like oh I've been supervising the online learning and watching him work and everything and I never knew my kid was shy which is just such a like crazy thing to think that yeah you only see this one side of your kid that's so Um, true because I think kids at home tend to be I don't know a lot cheekier and a lot more comfortable and so I guess you'd never have the opportunity to see your kid in that environment yeah kind of in that setting I was just picturing the little kid there like being all shy and like his dad watching him like oh my god that's heartbreaking it's actually emotional now when we're talking about it it's so emotional and there was another that was like the dad had missed his oldest son being potty trained from having like crazy work hours and then they've now got like a younger daughter and he was around for that and like saw that and feels like he won something back and another dad seeing his son's first giggle that he otherwise would have missed if he was doing like his usual hours I guess people with lockdown as well talk a lot about missed moments when actually Mm. I think in spending so much more time with those closest to you you have gained a lot of moments like that that is so true that is honestly so true I think about like you know for me personally I would usually be away at uni right now but I've spent so much time with my young sisters and my parents in the last few months that I otherwise wouldn't have no definitely and I guess that's one positive way of looking at things isn't it Uh, definitely yeah that's so true and I guess when you're all at home as well like normally you'd have that physical separation of going off to work whereas actually it's Mm. kind of becoming harder to form that distinct line between your work and your home and so I guess maybe other lines are quite easily getting blurred as well like the line between when I'm being a parent when I'm doing this like you saw did you see that BBC report when the little kid came into the room and was like mum can I have two chocolate biscuits and she's just like yes yes get away and it's kind (laughs) of almost that's such a demonstration of that blurring of professional and personal Mm, boundaries absolutely 
it's so interesting you say that as often in the same article was saying um you know employers won't just now see their employees as a body that comes into yeah. the office does their work and then just disappears the yeah. lines have been blurred you know they've seen these people in in their homes with their lives surrounding them and see that, that they are people as well and that they have lives and that hopefully things won't just go back to the way that they were before no. and that it would actually be an improvement in the working environment as well and like communication between different like levels in a businesses yeah definitely do you think before there was a massive gap between the way that women parent and the way that men parent like do you think there's going to be a drastic shift after this yeah i would like to think it would stick the improvement that's happening in some families i mean obviously this is all talking in general but also in in the majority um but yeah was definitely the labor of parenting and like the labor of also housework that also in general falls to the woman as well even if you're a present dad you're a good dad in most scenarios it does still primarily fall down to the woman to be constantly thinking about what's coming next you know you can ask the dad to like oh can you do this can you do this and he does it perfectly you know no complaints but it's her who's having to do that labor of like thinking and being on top of it but it's good to know that if not completely men are taking over that or sharing it more equally that they're at least aware of it Um, and that's that is a step towards something good and i guess because true Traditionally, I suppose, men go out to work and women stay at Mm. home. So many other traditions have been completely uprooted. It's almost just made it so much easier to shift that. Like traditionally, yeah, we'd all go out to school or work all day, but nobody's doing that anymore. So it's when one thing changes, it almost creates that ripple effect, doesn't it? Other things kind of having to adapt and having to change with it. That's so true. It's been saying for a while, like something in society needs to change. You've got these fixed rules and all of this. And now it's happening and it's happening quite quickly, which is good. yeah, a, a good thing from from all of this misery. <laughs> <laughs> And in other news, this week's story, which is less weird and wacky and more just something a little bit different, is about this year's London Fashion Week. Now, obviously, this isn't going to be taking place in person. It's going to be a digital event. But I read a piece by Olivia Petter in The Independent, which basically is talking about how this year's London Fashion Week is featuring a lot more gender neutral clothing, which I thought was really interesting. Loads and loads of different designers are kind of coming up with really innovative ways of showcasing gender neutral outfit some of them have taken more traditionally gendered clothes like dresses or suits Mm. and kind of tried to adapt them and make them a bit more androgynous whereas Mm. some of them have just taken a whole new way of styling things that isn't really associated to a particular gender but I think what I liked most about the article was the way that most of the designers were like fashion isn't about gender anyway it's just about being creative and kind of expressing things and actually we haven't really been trying to specify our clothes to a specific gender for a while it's all about shapes and colors and creativity Mm. and so I just like that that I guess about in the same way as what we were last talking about it's just another boundary almost that's been broken down and it's really interesting to see how the way that things are changing in society is now kind of being reflected in things like fashion week which are quite au couture you know yeah it's so interesting to hear from designers themselves and it, it makes so much sense for them to be like yeah like these clothes aren't for a specific gender or body it's about the shapes and the colors and and how it all fits together rather than who it's going to be on i think it's so interesting as well because you read articles about like boys wanting to go to school in a skirt and people kicking mm. off about it or like uh, i don't know about you but half the clothes i buy online are from the men's section yeah <laughs> 
just because their trackies are so much nicer. So I think <laughs> it's really, yes. So I think it's really interesting to see that actually a move towards unisex clothing is happening. I'm all for it, to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it just just broadens the scope for in terms of everything, really, doesn't it, as well? Yeah. And like, I feel like it's been a case of, from what you were saying from the article, that it's been that the clothes have not necessarily been designed with a specific gender in mind in the first place. No. But they, for the publicity and for the fashion week and the way that that works, that they, it's had to been shoved onto a gender. It's um, good that they're coming away from that now. Definitely. And I think it was really interesting as well. You had a lot of people like Harry Styles, and Ezra Miller <laughs> all modelling all of these clothes and it's nice when you get celebrities on board of that kind of thing just because yeah. A they look absolutely incredible in it and B then it's going to have more of a wider impact and more people are going to see it because I don't know about you I'm not massively into fashion so like things like London Fashion yeah. Week tend to pass me by whereas when they do something like this I think it's really interesting to see they do it's always yeah, absolutely. It is, art. I mean, it is art isn't it most definitely and some of the things that they come up with yeah it's literally like you're watching an art installation and you kind of forget that it's it's about the actual clothes that are like dressing people but you no, saying about Harry Styles when he did the cover of Vogue that was talked about for ages yeah. and I think it wasn't like directly linked to this but yeah it was a good statement almost yeah and I think as well that like, you've had this whole shift of people refusing to dress their babies in specific colours that are necessarily related to a gender or being like boys can wear pink like almost not imposing those gender norms on their kids I guess it's a similar thing isn't it just in adults <laughs> it's so good when parents are saying that and thinking that right from when my baby's born I'm not gonna like fix them into this gender that they then have to conform to for the rest of their life I mean my sister with her new son obviously yeah. she's one of five girls and has now had a boy but has right since even before he was born was like I'm not gonna just buy blue things and things with dinosaurs no. on them he's literally the best dressed baby in the world like no, wearing, I know. Like, print, and it's just it's brilliant it's an expression for the parent for a start yeah. but also right from as he's growing up and for babies everywhere we just not have to be like oh I can only wear this because I am being told that I am this yeah and it's that form of expression at every level isn't it I'm not gonna lie I'm sat here in trackies and, and a jumper right now I'm not massively expressing anything <laughs> other than my inherent laziness but I think the way you dress <laughs> does say a lot about who you are especially like I always love it when you let babies pick their own clothes and they end up in just the wackiest Yes. Yeah, honestly. If you want to wear bright colours, if you're feeling a bit bold, or I need to stop buying so many grey clothes, really. Is that what you've gleaned from this? Yes, that's what <laughs> I've learned. I own too many monochrome clothes. I do. I used to have the most amazing shoes. They were like these sparkly silver shoes. I remember I wore them on Mufti Day at school once and someone went to me, oh they're quite something, aren't they? And I was like, yeah, I love them. <laughs> I think everyone needs a bit of sparkle in their lives. I miss my clothes. I've literally worn a cycle of two different pairs of joggers and two different pairs of gym leggings mm-hmm. since like December. <laughs> yeah jeans and are never coming back away on, yeah honestly I miss my clothes <laughs> 
And in other news, a story that we hope will warm your heart. This is a story about how much people love their dogs. It's based on a survey, <laughs> which is literally just talking all about dogs. And I think there is honestly nothing quite as heartwarming as a dog, full stop. <laughs> Specifically this story. And it's about what owners are kind of willing to do for their dog and what some owners do in general just for their dogs for their own enjoyment and how much they love their dogs. So initially it's about how much people risk their lives for their dogs or put themselves in harm's way to protect their furry friend. So someone has dived into a frozen pool to get their dog out of it. Then another one, someone made themselves get an electric shock to protect their dog from touching like the electric fence, which I just think is just wholesome. Wholesome or really... I don't know. I think when the adrenaline hits you. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, because dogs are part of people's families as much as a younger sibling or a child is. Yes. So I think that all these things, it's like, it's just, you wouldn't say, I mean, I I don't have a dog, sadly. So I'm not speaking from personal experience here. But I think, you know, if you've got a dog, you wouldn't think twice about going and doing something like that for them. I think especially if you're a bit older and you're in charge of the dog, you do feel a certain sense of responsibility for it. And yeah, dogs are full on member of your family. My dog is definitely my favourite family member to have a movie night with. No other yeah. family member will give me a hug so I will watch a film. Oh, oh, so precious. So precious. But it's true. I've only had her since November. Yeah. And already absolutely feels like a member of the family although one that does really gross me out is when people call themselves mummy or daddy in relation to their dog it just really (laughs) cringes me out just like some like crossbreed of human and dog blurring some (laughs) other weird boundaries i feel like there's a common link in all of our stories Mm. Yeah, find the common theme. Mm. I do feel like though people don't find a line with their dogs. In the article, didn't it say something like a third of people let their dog in the loo with them? I never like yeah. having dogs on my bed because I felt there's a certain <laughs> dog smell that stays around. <laughs> you'll be grossed out by this one that was also in the article that was oh, a lot of people kiss their dog more than they kiss their partner no <laughs> and I was like that's fine like you know what if you want to kiss your dog that's fine if you're not that affectionate with your partner that's fine but can you not put those two things like in the same sentence yeah. as if you're like, like I kiss my dog more than I kiss my partner like, yeah as if, just... you're, if you're kissing your dog like you would kiss a partner Adam, it's all weird very different kind of affection Okay, I have a question for you. So also in the article about how much people are loving their dogs and what they do for their dogs is people, and I've seen this on like Instagram and stuff, it's usually rich people, famous people who have got the money to be this extravagant, but there's no saying that you can't do a more downscaled version of it. But people give their dogs birthday parties and birthday presents and also Valentine's gifts thoughts birthday party for your dog is sad mostly because if you're going to bake them a cake you're going to have to bake a doggy cake aren't you so you're not even going to be able to eat it nobody wants that i think buying them a little present at christmas is cute but also they have no idea that it's christmas and on their birthday the same they have no idea yeah i think it's very easy to go too far with a dog because you know when something's so cute that you just kind of want to squish it till it pops a little bit (laughs) It's that kind of intense, aggressive affection that you're like, I want to spoil you with all of the presents. We used to have guinea pigs in my house and they lived in the shed at the bottom of the garden and the love that was shown for those guinea pigs was 
something else. We called it the guinea pig palace because the whole shed was renovated. They had a heater. <laughs> they had a stereo. They had a clock. <laughs> guinea pigs can't tell the time. Spoiling your pets. I don't know what it is. I don't quite get it. What I do you think? think? Well, I think with things like birthday or whatever, if you want to spoil your dog, that's fine. Like on a special day on their birthday or on Christmas, whatever. But realistically putting a party hat on a dog is not going to make them enjoy that day mm-hmm. more what you could annoy do them. to spoil your dog on that day instead of doing loads of stuff that humans enjoy is give the dog all the things that the dog loves i.e all a dog yes, ever wants is. is your undying attention so instead of putting a tray of party rings in front of it just give your dog loads of cuddles and treats and take it for walkies again i'm not a dog owner but i'm being a spokesperson for dogs themselves right now amazing (laughs) on behalf of dogs everywhere we just want cuddles less hats more hugs oh yes that's gonna be the new dog motto (laughs) forget it's a dog's not just for christmas it's for life or whatever it's now less hats more hugs beautifully (laughs) put by you listening to this week's episode of and another news we hope we have brightened up your week and we hope to see you next week as well see you next time bye, bye.